Welcome to Be Boomer Unleashed, episode 133, Just Good News, journal entry 30. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host for today's episode and all the episodes of Be Boomer Unleashed. Before we get into today's episode, let me remind you, as I always do, where you can find our podcast. You can always find us at beboomerunleashed.podbean.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio. You can find our link on Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you can't find us in any of those places, just Google Be Boomer Unleashed, and I'm sure we'll show up somewhere. Well, today's episode, episode 133, is chapter 8 of Carrie Schmidt's book, uh, Done What Most Religions Don't Tell You About the Bible. Last week, we finished up with chapter 7. This week, we're going to read chapter 8 with you, and the title of chapter 8 is Paid in Full. So without any further delay, let's go to chapter 8 of Done by Carrie Schmidt. Chapter 8, Paid in Full. Perhaps you've seen images or heard descriptions of what Jesus went through on the cross. It was the most gruesome and most tormenting death that the Roman authorities of that time could produce. It was carried out by highly skilled Roman guards who were trained to inflict the most pain over the longest possible period of time. It was a slow and brutal method of execution, not to mention the most publicly humiliating way to die. The pain was so bad that we created a new word to describe it, excruciating, from the Latin crux, which means cross or crucifixion. In Jesus' case, he was first beaten with fists and spit on during a mock trial, during this time, his beard was forcefully ripped from his face and his head was crowned with long thorns. These thorns would have deeply pierced the skin to the skull, creating excruciating pain and bleeding. After this brutal beating, he was sentenced to being lashed 39 times with an object of torture called the cat of nine tails. This leather strap had nine leather straps at the end, each embedded with chunks of metal, bone, or rock, so that the lashing would cut and rip the flesh. The guards trained in using the whip were highly skilled at damaging the human body without bringing death. It was a horrific method of torture. Finally, Jesus, now barely alive, was forced to carry a large wooden cross through a jeering crowd to the hill we call Calvary. On that hill, he was laid on the cross, nailed at his hands and feet, then hung up to die. God told this story long before it happened when he gave us the following prophecy from Isaiah chapter 53. As we read this, realize it is talking about what Jesus did for you personally. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace 
was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. That's from Isaiah 53. Verses 3 through 10. Would you take a moment now to reread that portion of the Bible? Ask God to help you truly understand his message to you. It tells the story of exactly what Jesus was doing when he gave his life on that cross. He was giving his life for our transgressions, our sin, and making himself the offering or the payment. While on the cross, Jesus made several statements. Perhaps the most important one was this. It is finished. John 19.30. Done. What was he saying? What does it is finished mean? Literally, it means paid in full. It means the complete and final payment for every sin you ever commit is now paid. This includes all of your sins past, present, and future even the ones you haven't committed yet. Jesus was God's miraculous intervention. He was God on a divine rescue mission to save humanity from the power of sin and the condemnation that it brings. Jesus was the miracle. After he died, a Roman soldier pierced his side with a spear, verifying his death and yet again fulfilling specific prophecy proving that he was who he said. He was buried in a borrowed tomb, and after three days, he literally conquered death and rose to life again. He was seen by hundreds of people for over 40 days. The Bible says in Acts 13, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Did you get that? Infallible proof. Jesus' resurrection isn't just a myth, a legend, or a lie. It was proven infallibly. What does this mean for you? First, Jesus' death paid the price for your sin. Your debt can truly be paid and forgiven because of what he accomplished when he said, It is finished. Paid in full. Done. Second, his resurrection made a new birth possible. Remember the complete spiritual rebuild that we talked about? Because Jesus conquered death completely, 
He not only offers you payment for sins, he offers you a brand new kind of life, a brand new spiritual identity. The miracle can be complete because he rose again. You can have a complete re-engineering of your spiritual genetic system, your identity with God, which makes you a new creature in his sight. You no longer have to remain a sinful creature, but a new creature with no sin debt. That is what done is all about. That is what it is finished truly means. The Bible uses a really great word to describe this paid in full concept. The word is propitiation. And it simply means the full payment for. Here's where it is used. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Romans 3.25 And he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. 1 John 2.2 Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. 1 John 4.10 The Bible also calls what Jesus did reconciliation. Just as you reconcile a relationship when it experiences a division, Jesus brought reconciliation between us and God He says in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 18 through 19, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word, of reconciliation. In verse 21, he says again, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God made Jesus sin so that we could be made righteous. Amazing. What an incredible gift. What indescribable love. The Bible is filled with similar verses which explain in detail that Jesus Christ was our substitute and that he paid our debt in full. Take a moment and ask God to help you clearly understand his message in these verses. Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from the present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Galatians 1.4 who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. 1 Peter 2.24 For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. 1 Peter 3.18 But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. 1 John 1.7 
and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Revelation 1.5 Let me conclude this chapter with one final thought. Jesus' payment for your sin was not partial. It was full payment. I once shared this with a man who seemed to struggle with understanding the concept of a full payment. After what seemed like hours of trying to get through to him, it was like a light bulb came on in his head. He smiled and said, All my life I've understood that Jesus paid for my sins, but I believe that it was two-way, like a 50-50 proposition. In other words, Jesus did his part, and I still have to do my part. But if I understand what you're saying, then Jesus did it all. And I can't do anything. It's 100% Jesus and 0% me. Exactly. This is not a 50-50 proposition. Jesus didn't pay for part of your sin and leave you to pay for the rest. He didn't say, it's almost finished. He didn't say, it's partially paid. He said, it's fully paid. Even religions that claim to believe in Jesus seem to teach that he only paid for part of our sin. Many teach that there is still much that you must do to make atonement for your sin as though Jesus made partial payment and you have to make the rest. This simply isn't the message of the Bible. Jesus paid it all. Done. Friend, are you understanding this? You don't have to pay for your own sin. A miracle of divine intervention happened. God stepped in and took your punishment. All of it. Now the question is this. How does this wonderful payment for my sin actually get applied to my account? How can Jesus' death be applied to me? Well, one thing we've concluded for sure, it won't involve doing, but it will involve deciding. Would you believe it's a gift? How much better can this get? Well, that concludes chapter 8. Next week, we'll read chapter 9. We're just about finished with this little book. And uh, next week, uh, we'll uh, read chapter 9 together, which is entitled, The Greatest Gift. The Greatest Gift. You know, uh, I encourage you, as I always do, to uh, look at yourself. Look inside yourself. You know, a lot of crazy things going on in this world today. You know, we don't know from one day to the next what's going to happen. Are we going to be locked down again? Are we going to be mandated to take the vaccine? Uh, Are we going to be in war with uh, someone in the Middle East? Uh, Is there going to be uh, communism or socialism to deal with? Will we be uh, involved in uh, another pandemic? You know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world today. But you know what is certain? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what's certain. That's what's certain. And you know what? You can have the peace that passes all understanding in your heart and your life today 
by simply receiving Jesus as your personal Savior. Next week in chapter 9, we're going to talk about that greatest gift. Well, that's all we have time for today. I encourage you to buy multiple copies of this book, Done, What Most Religions Don't Tell You About the Bible. The author is Carrie Schmidt. You can find this book at www.strivingtogether.com or you can also find copies on Amazon.com. Great little book, easy read, and for anyone who is searching for the truth, this is a great tool to use in winning others to Jesus Christ. I hope you'll do that. Well, it's been great to be with you folks. Uh, I've enjoyed being with you again, as I always do. And uh, wanted just to read uh, this book with you. And like I say, we've finished eight chapters now. It's got a couple of chapters to go, and we'll be finished with this little book, and we'll move on to something else. But folks, uh, Jesus is the good news. You know, I dedicated 52 episodes this year to just good news. And there's no better news than Jesus. Well, I hope you'll join us for our next episode. Uh, like I've said many times before, wouldn't be much fun if you guys didn't come along and, and join us for these episodes of Be Boomer Unleashed. Well, it's been great to be with you. Uh, like I say, I hope you'll join us for our next episode. But until then, have a great week and may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye.